Hey guys, and welcome back to the Pulse podcast where we ask Pulse raising questions about all things Christian related. My name is Raphael and I'm part of our God Given Missions social media team. And today we are joined by the lovely MT Omini. Hey. Hi. <laughs> today the topic of our of this episode is do generational curses still affect us today, even though we are new in Christ, or is that a thing of the old? <laughs> the old the old testament yeah i mean it's i'll jump in straight with this one uh, the bible does mention generational curses there's no getting around it it's in exodus it's in numbers it's in deuteronomy um and and we learn that god is a jealous god and uh, you know punishes the sins of fathers to the third and the fourth generation you know that is something people i think have taken and some people have ran with it um and have created all sorts of doctrines with it i think there's a way to treat it responsibly um and to apply some context to it that might help us understand what was happening there uh, in those portions of scripture now it obviously seems a bit wild that you would be punished for something your forefather did right if if, if do you know what i mean I had no idea he was doing it. <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. And in this age we live in as well, the kind of individualist age, like a lot of us don't, don't, even, don't even want to pass off from our family. <laughs> let, alone, let alone granddad and granddaddy's granddad. My forefathers. But there's a way to read that scripture, which is literally to think about it this way. You know, the effect of sin, of missing the mark, that's what sin means, are naturally passed down through generations anyways. What that means is, a sinful lifestyle is something that children often pick up as they watch their fathers or their mothers kind of partake in. And they, I don't know how, but somehow develop this, a similar things, right? You know, you, you, even away from the Christian kind of world, you often see people talk about, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. So in my family, you know, I knew that we, I had a proclivity towards alcoholism. They wouldn't say it's a generational curse. But they would know that there are certain patterns, pathologies of thinking, ways of being that, that do get passed on. When we, we don't give, we're not creating in a vacuum, we're created and we live, you know, in context, in communion with people. So things are passed on in that way. And so Exodus 20, that warning, I think, is really uh, 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 the implication there is there are certain patterns and way of living and, and codes of conduct and behaviors and, 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 and normalities that are passed on because of sin. Now, of course, we know how it's been stretched um, and how people blame everything on the kind of generational curse i have seen folks who struggle with something as simple as obesity saying that oh everyone's my family's fat you kind of go okay but i don't think that's a curse in that you have a calorie surplus that is that is it (laughs) there is no great mystery to obesity there's no kind of you have to see a sage there's no palm reading needed it's, it's a calorific surplus, so to speak. And so when we get to the stage where we're blaming everything, if you like, on, 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 um, on generational sin, on a generational curse, then we enter a realm where it's solely not biblical anymore. God, God's warning, sorry, um, it, it is part of an Old Testament law and a generational curse, you'll remember, is a very, was, a, was for a very specific nation, Israel, and also was regarding a very specific sin, which is idolatry. So it's very kind of hard to take that 
picture and extend it over every single human action and say everything's a generational curse because the history books if you like record what actually happened to um uh, to israel by virtue of the idolatry in the book of judges we learn about there's a record given there for the punishment that israel later on received as that kind of generational curse. So there's some who even say it's a very closed case, like we kind of see what happens there. Now, suppose we do go say that generational curses are a thing and it's possible to at least inherit a certain pathology of behavior. Well, the cure is very simple. It's always been belief in Jesus Christ and repentance. That's it. The Bible speaks about us being uh, a new creature when we are in Christ Jesus, right? Second Corinthians, um, um, uh, Romans 1, Romans 12, we're told about the newness that, that we have when we're in Christ. So, so when we're in Christ, when we're saved, uh, a, Christian's a, new cre a Christian's a new creature. And in Romans 8, and it makes it very clear, like, can you imagine a new creature being bound under an old curse? It's like, no, we're made new. And so the cure is also to receive Jesus and then to repent. Because you see, you can get saved and you saw your dad maybe abuse your mother. It's a terrible thing, but you saw that. And so you developed a kind of natural proclivity towards aggression against women. Well, you being saved frees you, but you also still have to realize that there's some behavior habits that, that you've internalized by virtue of what you've seen. And so you have to repent. You have to watch your anger. You have to you know, get therapy, whatever, talk to friends. Whatever it is is going to help you overcome that anger, you have to do that. And so there's a part of, the, of repenting that you have to do. But still, the freedom comes from belief and trust in Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible also speaks at length, especially in, I think it's in 1 Samuel, about the blessings, if you like, that God also gave Israel, that, that he also visits on generations. So, Again, the Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children. If your dad played these cards right, your mom played the, uh, her cards right, and they kind of save some money, well, you, you also inherit good things as well. So inheritance is kind of a, it's a natural phenomenon. You inherit bad things, you inherit good things. It's up to you who's listening, right, to, to trust in Jesus and receive salvation, and in keeping of that salvation, repent and live a life worthy of it. That, that, that's always going to be the solution to said generational curse. So then really then it, it goes hand in hand in, in the sense that this thing is real, but it's not something we should use to chain ourselves down once we give our lives to Christ. Because I know growing up, it was something I was taught that when you give your life to Christ, you don't have to pray against your generational curses. And I remember the, the, the further I got in my walk with Christ, that I started to question like, but I'm a new creation. How comes that thing would still affect me if it's not part of my bloodline anymore? So are you saying then now that once we give our lives to Christ, we understand that, that we are no longer attached to that pattern or that, that curse, but we still have to do things practically to make sure that these behaviors and um, proclivities, as you described them, follow us into our our new life if that makes yeah. sense well i so I, I don't have much to add other than what the bible says and i think the generational curse debate and question is another um it's another kind of episode in the kind of um bible words without bible sentences kind of uh, show where people kind of take biblical terms yeah. don't apply the biblical context and so kind of build all sorts of you know, kind of things with it. The, the point is quite clear in that the Bible mentions generational curse. It mentions it in a closed context with a specific 
group. Now, you can read that and say that it also extends beyond that group. But what you can't do is miss out all the portions of scripture that make it very clear that through salvation in Christ, we are new creatures. And so we're, we're, there's no bloodline. Kind of, it's, not like, um, it's not like Game of Thrones or one of these kind of shows where it's all about bloodlines and who's your bloodline. It's like, I'm a new creature. I'm born again. Like the whole point of being born again is first you were born of a woman. Now you're born of the spirit. Like you're, it's your new creature. You know, but 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 repentance is still a thing that's that's a reality for Christians. You know, we are when we're saved, we're positionally holy. Yeah. But we still have to become behaviorally holy. And so, if that's the case with salvation, it's the same with anything, even proclivities you have. You know, some people have a temper. Some people have a proclivity towards depression. I wish I could say once you get saved, every single issue you've ever faced disappears. But I think those who are saved listening to me know that that's not the case. And you still have to watch your behavior. You have to watch your, you know, watch your T's, watch your eyes. You have to, you have to repent. There's an active work still to be done to, 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 to grow out of certain things. Now, I want to be also clear that I've also heard of, and I know people who, uh, you know, as part of their salvation, they felt delivered from certain things. And there was things that they didn't desire anymore. That's all God's business, how he does that. But I do know that, Salvation through Jesus Christ sets us from sets us free from anything that the world has uh, on us, and in keeping with salvation, it's our responsibility to continuously repent, so that we may mature uh, in the knowledge we now hold. Thank you so much for that, MT, and thank you guys for taking part and listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Please continue to like, comment, subscribe, share, all of that, and we hope to see you again on the next episode of the Pulse Podcast. <laughs>